0: depending on what time of year you get married there so I always you know tell brides especially if they're on a budget or anything like that you know look for a venue that you don't have to do a ton to to make it beautiful you know um and that venue really really has that going for it
1: Hello, and welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today on the podcast, we are interviewing Lauren Rote, who is co founder of activewear and loungewear label All Good Feels. So, Lauren, thank you and welcome. Thank you so much
0: for having me. I'm excited
2: to be here. We're really excited to have you on today. Um, because your wedding has been so popular on all the photos I've posted on the Bridal Journey, um, probably, I think, one of the top 10 fo- most liked and engaged photos um, that I've put up over the last couple of years. Oh my it's gosh. So,
0: really exciting.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, really excited. I'm sure a lot of people are dying to hear all about your wedding. <laughs> So we're really looking forward to it. We might just kick off. Um, would you like to tell us about yourself?
0: Sure. Um, gosh, where do I even well, start? You're
2: <laughs> you're about to have a baby on the way. So congratulations.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. I am. We are due. Our due date is April 25th and we just found out we're having a boy. So Ooh. that is yeah, very excited.
1: congratulations. I've got two boys and they are crazy fun. So you all have I thought you're gonna say just crazy. But yeah, just crazy, but I better drop that fun in there. No, it's gonna be amazing. And how are you oh, feeling? Are you feeling good?
0: I feel really, really good. You know, I've had I feel very lucky. I've had an extremely easy pregnancy. Um, even in the first trimester, which you know you hear horror stories just about morning sickness and all the, you know, physical changes, I, I never had that. So, you know, I, I'm very lucky. Um, but now hitting my third trimester, uh, I have a feeling it's going to start hitting me pretty hard. Oh, yeah.
2: Everyone says that. Yeah. It's, it's, I felt so sick in the first trimester. This was last year, Paul, Lauren, and oh. I just started the podcast. I have like, fade away in half our, our oh. earlier episodes. But <laughs> Yeah, I felt pretty good the third trimester and I, I went overdue and a lot of people said to me, oh, if you go overdue or near the end, you just won't, you won't wait for the baby to come out. Like you'll just be so ready. And I just, I could have probably been pregnant for another month or yeah. two. I, I was pretty oh. happy. I think you'll be fine. Like oh, that, I, aside you know, from waking okay. up like three times a night and. To um, go pee. Yeah. yeah. To go pee, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah. not being able to lay on your back was annoying because it was summer here um, over oh. Christmas time. So I wasn't able to, you know, it was quite uncomfortable sitting on the beach trying to sunbake and yeah, things like that. Was that. One
1: of, I reckon that was one of the best feelings is being able to lay on your stomach again. Yeah.
2: So we'll go back to telling us about yourself. So you, yes. you've got this business, you've got quite a bit of a following on Instagram. Is that because of your business or do you do like a bit of
0: influencing or Yeah. So actually it's, it happened very organically, my following on Instagram. And I have to say it really all came from my wedding and, you know, I did not expect that at all. I I wasn't doing any necessarily like blogging beforehand. Um, but once my, once my wedding photos really kind of got out there, um, my Instagram account really took off. And since then I've just Feel so lucky to have the community that I feel like I've been able to build and I've had so many brides send me images from their weddings where they found inspiration from mine and it's just it's the most amazing experience and I've connected with so many women and brides so that's you know so I'm kind of just rolling with it
2: that's beautiful I did see that you did post a few weddings um during COVID time on your own Instagram like a gallery of um some brides' weddings, is that, is that because it was um, inspiration from your wedding?
0: Absolutely, yeah. So, some brides, and also, I mean, outside of the brides who send me images um, from their weddings where they incorporated something um, from mine that inspired them, I, I was even inspired by some of the COVID brides who were able to put together beautiful weddings, beautiful ceremonies, under the circumstances. So I almost wanted to give brides who had kind of lost all hope, who had their weddings canceled, a little bit of hope to be like, you know what, it's still possible to have like the most beautiful day. Um, you know, and I, I want to be a beacon of light if I can. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's been
1: wild for people like in every, every aspect of life. But yeah, brides and, and couples that had kind of like, had a 3 year life plan that's been thrown into disarray it's been it's been pretty yeah. amazing it's been pretty yeah. yeah it's been pretty crazy but you are based in LA yes with your brand All Good Feels and have you been running that full time or
0: is this like a side hustle for you or yeah good question no i actually so i run All Good Feels full time i'm yeah. one of the co-founders along with my sister-in-law so Funny story, you know. Everyone says don't go into business with family, but I actually started started all good feels with her before I married her brother. Um, but we have the best relationship. She's one of my best friends. We're very very close. She actually just gave birth to her third baby two days ago. Oh
1: wow!
0: So, so we're super close, and I, I look up to her in many ways. We have a great relationship, and we get to make beautiful clothes for women for a living
1: so love it and you know what i've never met a person who hustles more than a mother like you will be blown like like your sister-in-law's now got three kids you're about to have your first babe you guys will be blown away by how much you can still hustle with kids it's crazy oh that's crazy and so (laughs) how did you how did you meet your you said that you how did you meet your partner Is, is it Edmund? Edmund, yes. Yeah, how did you meet him?
0: Yeah, we have known each other, gosh, I met him when I was 18 Um, and it was through friends of friends. So yeah, it was actually at like a house party in when I was in college. We didn't go to the same school. We didn't even go to the same high school, but through mutual friends we met and we we were actually friends for probably a year and a half or so before we started dating. So yeah, we just oh. grew up with a friendship.
1: Amazing. And so and so, how long were you guys together
0: before Edmund proposed? Um. Okay. We were together. What year was that? I think seven or eight years. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. And based on a friendship from there. Yeah. That started exactly. it all.
2: Yeah. Were you waiting yes. waiting for the ring or? <laughs>
1: Oh, absolutely! I was copying
2: break. a lot
0: from family and friends. <laughs> yes, yes. Everyone was like, "What's what's kind of going on?" But you know, I, you know, we were both working really hard. I was working in social media, um, marketing world, and he works in software sales, and everything really aligned perfectly in our timeline. So yeah, I think it was about seven years. And then we were married about, I think it was 18 months later. Later. And so after, because you, you you
1: know, obviously you've been together for a while, you know him super intimately. How did he propose? Was he able to surprise you? Because my husband proposed when we, since uh, we were eight years together when he finally did. And I kind of went on that. Um, like emotional roller coaster of a couple of years in, oh my God, I love you, I love you, I love you. Let's get married. Then by about five years, I was like, no, this is ridiculous. Like, what are you waiting for? There is absolutely nothing better out there. You must propose now. And all our family and friends were like, yes, do it, do it. But then I kind of got to that seven-year mark. I'm like, I am so over it. We are totally fine how we are. I do not need you to propose. And then it was a surprise when he did it when we were about, I think it was about Uh eight years in. So, did, were you surprised? Like, you know, you, you get to know them, they're your partner, yeah. you know them so well. And if you were friends before kind of starting that romantic relationship, you kind of pick up on what they're putting down. Was he able to surprise yeah. you?
0: Oh my gosh, beyond. Like, really? You, oh yeah. You think after that long, I would just be able to read between the lines, like yeah, totally. up right. on the signals, but no, we, he completely surprised me. I mean, I will admit this. I knew that we were going to engage, get engaged that year. Um, be, long story short, he had he had an older brother who we knew was going to propose soon, and we we wanted to let him propose to his girlfriend and have that experience, and then and then we would go after. So once they got engaged, I was like, all right, it's my turn. You know? <laughs> waiting. <laughs> waiting. Yeah. So he completely surprised me. Um, we had a trip planned to Cabo, a, a, a place that I frequented with my family my whole life really. And um, he, the tricky part is he did it at the end of the trip, which was confusing because you wouldn't expect anything. Like normally right. you'd think it would happen earlier at the top of the trip so you can enjoy the rest of your trip as an engaged couple. Yes. But this was like the second to last day of the trip and and it was just friends we were with, no family. So I was like, things things don't match up for this. Like I think I thought he was gonna throw me for a loop like later in the year. Um but turns out my dad had flown out, his sister had flown out with her two daughters. My sister flew out. They all surprised me on the balcony of the resort we were staying at and <gasps> I had no idea they were there. Oh wow. So, yeah. Totally blown away. Oh <laughs> my gosh.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> amazing. <Tingles. laughs> so so
2: you got engaged and then how did you kind of kick off your wedding planning? So i like, what did you envision for your wedding? Um, you know, and where did you gather your inspiration?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, uh, interestingly enough, I was never really someone, I didn't have like a wedding board before I had gotten engaged. Like, I feel like people are kind of surprised when I say that, like, as if maybe I had, I had such a vision even before I got engaged. So everything was ready to go, but I wasn't that kind of a a person. Um, Once I got engaged, and started dipping my toes into the wedding world, and reading the blogs, and seeing what other women were saying, I knew the first thing I wanted to do was find a wedding planner, um, so I kind of sought out to do that, and I was lucky luckily enough to find um, Leslie Kaplan with Encore Events and Design, and we, we hit it off. She had a, an eye very similar to mine, and and absolutely helped me bring I think my wedding to life. And then, you know, I turned to Instagram, I turned to Pinterest and, and just started really developing my vision, you know? Um, so that's kind of how it all came together. And I
2: saw that you got married um, about half an hour away um, from LA in the, the um, hummingbird nest, which is yes. kind of like this amazing extraordinary property. And it had kind of that Spanish you know, architecture mm-hmm. and decor. Mm-hmm. So did you, you know, because I know a lot of people kind of leave a blank canvas and let the venue speak for itself. Like how did you work on that kind of style and aesthetic um, yeah. with your wedding yeah. planner?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question. We, When it came to venue searching, Edmund and I knew from the start, we really wanted an outdoor wedding. Um, it's not super common um, in his... With his family and their culture they you know they have a lot of ballroom style weddings and being from los angeles where the weather's really pretty much always beautiful we just thought having an outdoor wedding would be really magical and this property um was one of the only properties that had that was all outdoors and had a very late curfew which was important to us so important yeah. So you can, you know, enjoy the night party and you don't have to worry about, oh, we have to leave at 10 p.m., you know? Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to put the link to your venue in our show notes
1: because it is incredible. Okay. And even off air, just before we dialed in with you, Andy and I were just like, there is just nothing within okay. Australia that is anything close to what you have got access to over there. Like it is oh, just. Really? Ab- no, we are. no. <laughs> no, we don't have we've got like on a teeny tiny little scale, maybe something close, but no, we're gonna put in the show notes because people need
0: some inspiration need
1: and drool worthy content. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. And and the venue's great too, because as you mentioned, you know, we brought in, you know, a lot of florals and lighting and things like that. But yeah, you don't really have to. Like no that property is so beautiful. It has so much greenery, especially depending on what time of year you get married there. So I always you know tell brides especially if they're on a budget or anything like that you know look for a venue that you don't have to do a ton to to make it beautiful you know um, and that venue really really has that going for it
1: yeah and i think that's one of those things with instagram and pinterest isn't it is that you can actually go down a huge rabbit hole and decide that you need all these amazing things cuz you see all these amazing um you know weddings and everything like that but at the end of the day if you've got a venue and you design and style to what fits in there you don't need to spend uh, you know another mortgage exactly exactly (laughs) so you hired tell me again who was your planner
0: my planner was Leslie Kaplan Um, and her company is called Encore Encore Events events. that's right okay so having
1: Leslie with you to help you plan your wedding did you lean on her and her team for finding most of your suppliers or because of you know your knowledge and, and the way that Instagram works were you able to kind of bounce who you wanted to them and then they do the legwork for you how did how did that relationship work
0: Yeah, it was a little bit of both. So I will say when it came to, I think it was my florist, um, my rental company, um, catering, you know, she really, she's worked with so many. She really brought them to the table. Yeah. Okay. I think this person would be great for you. I think this person would be great for you. Yeah. Um, However, me being, doing so much research on Instagram, which is such a visual platform, Um, I found my photographer, Jordan Voth, who I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about, um, because his, you know, photos are really what, what made this wedding, what it was in a sense. Um, but I did find him on Instagram and, uh, reached out to him directly because I just fell in love with his work and I, I knew I had to have him for, for our wedding. Oh, yes, we're definitely going to get into his um, <laughs> photography because it's
1: incredible. But um, so with the suppliers and how you chose them um, and having a planner because being a planner myself, I know that we work with a massive array of budgets for weddings. Did you go into planning your wedding with like a ceiling price you wanted to cap your spend at? Or did you just say, look, these are the people I want what 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 are they worth and you know whether or not I can invest in them how did you stick to your budget
0: oh god did you have a budget if Edmund Edmund were here he would just crumble a little bit poor guy um (laughs) we did have a budget in the beginning um and we did not, we did not stick to that budget. I, <laughs> I think, I uh, think every
2: bride has said that, yeah. that we have interviewed.
0: You're <laughs> yeah, not the only one. <laughs> it's very fair to say. I think we started with a pretty conservative budget. You know, we had told our planner. I think we were planning on maybe 150 people or so, and we gave her our initial budget, and she looked at us like, "Okay, let's see if that's possible." And as every bride knows, once you get going. Um, things just really add up. So no, we did not stick to the budget. Um, (laughs) But I learned a lot. And I, you know, I tried to find ways for brides who, who don't, you know, have that capability to go over budget, you know, different ways they can, they can save or things they should skip out on that I don't think are worth it. So you know, it's possible, but it's, it's tough for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think like
1: it's being open to investing in the suppliers that you really want there. And then everything else, you've just got to take a deep, yeah. be- like a deep, big breath and just pare it all back.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, And tell us more about um, your photographer.
0: <sighs> oh gosh. <laughs> photographer. I mean, Where do I start? I I have built such a great relationship with Jordan, um, even a friendship. And we've shot he 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 shot one of um AGF's uh first look books, actually. So we've we've grown beyond uh beyond the wedding world. But um I found Jordan on Instagram, he had already had quite a following, people very well known in the wedding space. Um, and I just yeah, I fell in love with his work. I wanted a photographer who had kind of a different uh, take on wedding photography. His colors are a little muted, um, very earth tones, um, nothing super overexposed or too bright. So I I knew I wanted my wedding photos to kind of look like pieces of art, as if, you know, if they're printed, they just looked Beautiful. Um, so, and yeah, some of it, them it,
2: were quite natural as well. Like I know um, it must have been during speeches, and you're sitting underneath th- those amazing festoon lights that you've got, kind of yeah. over the dining tables, and it's yeah. kind of capturing that emotion. Like they're they're quite good. For, and then you've also got, you know, obviously your pose photos as well. Um, yeah, but it's good yeah. to have that range, isn't it?
1: The candid ones are incredible, though.
0: Yeah, they're so fun, and and you're right. He has a very kind of like magical take especially when it came to the lighting very romantic nothing too too bright or harsh like they're a little moody and I I really wanted a photographer that could bring out like the warmth and kind of like moodiness of of the day
2: lovely (laughs) (laughs) and then so you had this Galia Lahav dress this long sleeve beautiful dress which I'm sure has been quite popular among all the followers, how did yeah. it go hunting for that? Did you try on many other dresses or t- explain the process to us?
0: Yeah, I did. Um, gosh, this topic I feel like could be like a whole podcast on its own because <laughs> I, have so many, I have so many thoughts on like wedding dress shopping and, and things like that. But I did, you know, I, like I mentioned, I didn't know exactly what I wanted in my wedding dress. Do I want lace? Do I want you know, beading, um, sparkle, fitted, do I want like a ball gown, you know, Um, so I tried on a lot of different, a lot of different dresses at different boutiques here in LA, and, you know, I probably would have never thought I would be wearing sleeves on my wedding day, but, you know, I I tried on a lot of different dresses, gorgeous gowns, but when it came to this one, um, I just... I really did kind of have that moment where I just felt honestly like, like a badass. Can I say that? Um, Yeah, you so can say that. (laughs) Um, And I I say that because I feel like that's not something that brides, uh, a word that brides usually use to describe this moment. Um, I wouldn't say I felt like a princess or like, I didn't have that feeling. I had like, like wow like you like you look awesome in this you know like i just felt really powerful and like really like i could take on anything and that's one of the best ways i could describe the feeling when i put on this dress and i i couldn't i, I had to have it like i couldn't get out of my system
1: no no and it's incredible and so what, what was, did Galileo have custom make this or did you choose something and combine things? How did you guys go through the process?
0: Yeah. So, so this dress, And does it have sparkle and lace? <laughs> I yeah, see both that's good, yeah, that's a good question. So it doesn't have, it doesn't have like sequence sparkles. It's, yeah. it's lace, but it's the whole dress is completely beaded. Oh my um, God. Yeah, it's really, you may be able to find some clips if I have any good videos on, on Instagram of it, but it's the detail work in this gown is beyond anything I've ever seen. Um, and no, I the dress does come without sleeves, but yeah. the sleeves just, oh, are the coolest no. in my opinion.
1: The sleeves um,
0: made it. I love yeah. them. Yeah, they really did make it. And how it comes just almost to like the top of your knuckles just over over your hand a bit yep. is just so romantic. Um, and yeah, no, I took this dress pretty much how it was. We we did some alterations to bring in the chest a little bit to reduce, you know, the cleavage a bit. But ultimately, you know, I was lucky enough actually to have Galia Lahav herself take my measurements and oh, wow. yep. send the dress off to be made. Yeah
1: incredible what an experience because I think that like we've talked we've spoken to brides on this podcast that have had incredible experiences with their wedding dress designers and some have had some really not so incredible and I think it makes it sets the tone for the rest of your process almost to have that (laughs) if you've got this magical relationship with your designer it kind of propels you on like that really happy positive journey, I feel.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she was the sweetest. She's this tiny, tiny little woman um, who just designs these stunning gowns. (laughs) And I thought I had to pinch myself. I thought I was like in a dream when I actually went and she was there and she was taking all my measurements and saying, Mm -hmm. you know, you should do this. I think you should do this veil. And I was just like, okay, whatever Galia says, I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: you just <laughs> tell me what I need and I'll take it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so
1: did you, you, did you have a – what type of veil did you have? And because your dress is so um, incredible and the detail is so intricate, was your veil really pared back? Was it super plain?
0: Yes, it actually was. Um, it, it's called a cathedral veil. I, I think that's referring to the length of it. Yeah, the length of uh, it, yep. Uh-huh, so super long and just had a beautiful like misty, airy kind of um, fabric to it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was an ivory, was it ivory? Yes, it was an ivory veil. So oh. my gown itself is a little, you know, interesting in itself because it actually has a nude under layer. So the Bella gown is not like stark white. Um, okay. So my veil was actually more ivory than, than my gown. And it, it, it was just beautiful.
1: Beautiful.
0: Oh, and so
1: you've had this experience with Galila Huff, and it's been amazing to then prep for <laughs> putting that dress on and that veil and everything. Did you <laughs> do the mad bridal prep where it was like skincare and hair care and life care? Did you go into a big bridal prep or were you just kind of like, do you know what, what I am now is what I'll be on my wedding day and it's all okay?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No good question. I, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I definitely was watching what I was eating. You know, I read other brides notes, like foods to avoid, to reduce your bloating. You know, I definitely did all that drink a lot of water in the weeks leading up to it. Um, tried to not do anything new or funky that might like make my skin break out. Yeah. Um, yep. so no, I definitely did. I stuck to a really clean, um, you know, I tried to maintain a plant-based diet just in my everyday life anyways. So tried to cut out like any, just extra carbs that I just didn't need. Um, because yeah, once, once that final fitting comes, you, you want it to fit perfectly. <laughs> yes. So which yeah, is hard because crazy. there's
1: no carbs that you don't need. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's <laughs> so cool. it's like you've
0: got to let them go. Like I must yeah. start with you. <laughs> no, that's true. And on my wedding day, I ate everything. Just, yeah. so, just <laughs> so everyone knows, I ate the cake. I ate the pasta. I ate everything on that day. So. <laughs> tell <laughs> yeah. us, tell us about your wedding day.
1: So, hummingbird nest uh, is mm-hmm. just you know this incredible grand. Um, Oh, it's like, it's like a resort, isn't it? Did you, yeah. did you all, did you and Edmund and your families and everybody stay there also to run us through your wedding day? How did it all transpire?
0: Yeah. So we're lucky enough. A, a lot of my family actually is here in Los Angeles, but his family, um, is all over the world. Um, okay. Canada, Canada, Australia, um, Chicago, Texas, um, kind of all over. So yeah, wow. Yeah, we, we didn't end up staying on the property. Um, they do have some great like little bungalows. So bride and groom or even family members, you do have the option, but we didn't end up doing that. Um, we, we, we actually got rooms at, I forgot which hotel it was more closer to the Valley where we live because we had a big family, Brunch the next day, so yes, okay, yeah. So no one stayed on the property, but um, it was it was the most magical day and place I think to have to have a wedding. So it was perfect.
1: And did you did was your ceremony because your ceremony and reception were obviously at the same place? Did you have a later starting ceremony or what? What? How did the day go?
0: So the ceremony started at I think about four forty five. And this was, this was kind of tricky. And this, this, I kind of threw my planner a curveball because Mm -hmm. Edmund and I did not want to do a first look. Yeah. So we wanted the first time we saw each other to be when I was coming down the aisle, which meant, and at this time of year, the sun sets at like six on the dot. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) Which means if the ceremony starts on time, which it never actually does, <laughs> um, it really needs to wrap up in like 20 minutes. And somehow we made that work with enough time for guests to go around the resort to cocktail hour, Edmund and I to take bride and groom photos and, you know, back in time for, for the grand entrance.
1: Which um, I was just stalking at your Instagram. I always feel like such a creep when we talk to brides, because (laughs) then I go like super deep in your Instagram. I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. But it's amazing because so many couples allocate, you know, up to an hour for photos after your ceremony. But I have seen a few of those 20 minute photos that you guys got and they are you don't need anymore. They are absolutely yeah. magic. So it just goes to show that if you time it correctly and you get the right light, you you definitely don't need oh, yeah. you know, an hour and then you get to spend more time with your guests. I mean
0: that's exactly the- Oh yeah. I was I definitely think I, I don't think brides should stress out too much about having enough time for photos, especially if you have enough trust and faith in your photographer and you went over the timeline with them. They know exactly what to do once that ceremony wraps up. I mean, we did, you know, our bridal party photos right after the ceremony, which takes, you know, five to 10 minutes and then we were off for the bride and groom photos, which like you said, 20 minutes, we got plenty of looks. The sun was setting. It was insane. And then and then back back to the party. So it definitely is doable and I don't think brides should should get too hung up on having that full hour for photos.
1: No, I don't think so either. And it's one of those, I suppose it's one of those wedding um you have tos. So, you know, there are so many things. You have to have bomboniera, You have to have a cake. You have to have an hour worth of photos at cocktail hour. There are so many things that... And this was one of the biggest reasons that we, we started this podcast was to just show... People in the planning process or those that, you know, are, are wanting to get engaged or are hoping to get engaged, that there are so many ways that you can have your wedding make it all about you and unique to your situation and it still be absolutely magic without having to include absolutely everything.
0: Yes, absolutely. And so
1: your wedding venue, you said it didn't have an early curfew. So how did your reception go? Was it was it a sit-down reception? It
0: was. It was a sit-down reception. It was a three-course meal served, I believe. So um, no one had to get up. We didn't do a buffet or anything. Um, And yes, it was – I'm sorry, I totally messed this up. What was your question?
1: (laughs) It was a sit down meal for your reception um, and you didn't have a, you didn't have a curfew. So were you able to oh. dance the night away under the stars? Cause you said it was outside.
0: Yes. Sorry. Um, yes, the curfew, I think was like a 1am curfew. So we oh, had, wow. yeah, we had plenty of time to have dinner, to get through the toast, to, to dance, and you know, we had a photo booth. We had a we had a cigar little lounge area for the boys, um, and just completely danced the whole night away. So did you was- did you last until one o'clock? We lasted
1: until about 1230, actually. Because they're long so. days, aren't they? Like, I think that's what you don't realize either until yeah. you're the bride is that, like, it's it's a long day. It's a massive lead up, heaps of prep, heaps of, like, congratulations. And then, yeah, by the end of it, it it's yeah. been big. it's been big and what about um what about your fate do you have and this is probably like trying to pick your favorite kid but do you have a favorite moment in your wedding one that stands out to you that you just every time you look at a photo or every time you think of your wedding you keep going back to that one moment
0: oh my gosh I
1: know we're
0: asking the hard-hitting questions today aren't we yeah that's (laughs) that is so hard um because because I have so many. I mean, just yeah. the cer- ceremony alone, coming down the aisle, is such a magical moment. Um, but I have to say, our grand entrance moment, where you know we were past the ceremony, the that kind of seriousness of a wedding day, and it was just about coming into the party, was definitely one of my, one of the highlights of, of my wedding. Um, I had a very specific song picked out. I had the moment we were going to walk out and the sparklers were going to light. So that, that was, that was a magical moment for sure. What, um what was the song choice? It was, oh gosh, I spent so much time trying to find the perfect song for this moment. <laughs> and I wanted something that was, you know, Very kind of like Edmund and I, and just fun and different. We came out to, uh, oh my God, we came out to Rihanna. Um, We found love in a hopeless place. That's what it was. Oh,
2: cool. Uh, So very (laughs) fun. (laughs) Um, And then, in contrast to that, Mm -hmm. were there any regrets, disasters, or something that you would do differently?
0: No disasters. Um good tick. Yes, no disasters. Yeah. Um, really no no real regrets either. I mean That's good. little little tiny things like I know some of my guests, you know, the venue is so large, some of my guests didn't realize that we had a photo booth. So I almost wish I would have made an announcement to everyone. Hey, there's a photo booth up at the top of the steps. I want everyone to come and take pictures. Um, but like little, little small things like that. Like I, yeah, I but not really the end have, of the world, not the end yeah. of the world at all. So no oh. regrets.
2: Oh, that's good. That's, that's so a good. Place to be yeah (laughs) and so now that you're married what's the best piece of advice you can give other couples in the middle of planning their own weddings so a word of advice for future brides
0: word of advice for future brides you know I would say just try to have fun with the wedding planning I know I know everyone says how stressful it can be and trust me we we had our moments um especially Edmund being that we we were we actually paid for the wedding ourselves and this I know is kind of a touchy subject and can get stressful with you know whoever's family might be helping but it can get very expensive and I want to remind couples and brides what that day really is about and you know I I just for a period of time it felt like more transactional than than what it really was and you know when it came down to it certain things that just were maybe causing too much stress I was like you know what let's we're not let's drop it we're not going to do it then like this is not that important to me um so that would be my best advice I, I know brides get really stressed out but it doesn't it doesn't have to be so Uh, Well, that is such good advice and I think like,
1: you know, we spoke about it at the very start of the episode where you opened your Instagram up to brides who had been going through the crazy COVID postponement and I think that from experience and opening the dialogue with people to make them realise that, you know, everyone's here for you and this is what we did and it was magical and this is our advice if you're stressed, I think was, you know, something not a lot of people did so it was really beautiful lauren and thank you so much for joining us i'm just we've had a great chat and your dress is incredible i can't stop looking at your photos (laughs) and we're gonna check up all your supplies in your show notes and best of luck with this new little babe coming um yeah it's such a magical time so enjoy the ride looking forward to seeing the announcement oh i know the baby announcement
0: and thank you for joining us it's been a pleasure thank you i'm i'm completely honored thank you so so much for having me this was so much fun
1: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you so don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.